Hi y'all, it's March the 1st, 2021, and I've been away for a minute, and I apologize. Some stuff really went south quick in my world, and we're going to talk more about it in this episode. Thanks for sticking around. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Esoterica podcast. My name is Erica, and if you can hear the depression in my voice, your ears work well. In November 2020, both of my parents were diagnosed with COVID. In December, they spent some time in the ICU and things felt very, very precarious. I was working on horoscopes for the year for each sign of the zodiac, and I still haven't finished it. Daddy was in and out of the hospital off and on from Christmas to the end of February. And on February 21st, he transitioned to his next energetic form. It happened at 9.42 at night, and I was not there, but I was queasy, sick, nauseous, just nauseated at about 8 o'clock at night and didn't know what was wrong with me. My mom called me at about 10, 10, 10, to let me know that he had passed. So this episode is going to be about my dad and what we lost. He was a walking library. I'm being kind by saying walking because he was a bilateral amputee. He had both of his legs removed. Beneath the knee is a complication of diabetes, is a complication of exposure to Agent Orange during his tours, multiple tours of duty in Vietnam. Don Grashot was born January. He was born July 1st, 1951, to Joseph Franklin Grashot and Eunice Thelma Westmoreland. It's been reported to me by my father that I look and act a lot like his mama. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But it's a thing. He graduated high school in 1969 and was drafted into the Vietnam War shortly after. He reported for enlistment duty in Shreveport on July 31st, 1969. And it's interesting because I study astrology. So... 
July 31st is a date that's been important in his world because it was when he showed up for military service. But it's also the birth date of the woman that he married, my mother. It's also the birth date of his middle daughter, Monica. My parents met in Germany. My mom enlisted in the military after she divorced her first husband. And their paths crossed in Stuttgart, West Germany. My mom was still married when her and my dad were dating because the paper trail shows that she was divorced from her first husband in Washtenaw Parish. Washtenaw Parish is where I ended up moving my little family to when I got married at 18. I had two boys with my ex-husband there. They're now young men. It's funny how the concentric circles of our lives echo and ripple. And we don't notice it or pay attention to it unless we've got a real eagle eye perspective. Because I study astrology, I was looking through all sorts of paperwork. Trying to find any birth time data on my parents. And I couldn't find any on my dad. But I did find some on my mom. And that was very illuminating. The relationship between me and my father was strained, if I were to put it tactfully. I loved him. And I know that he loved me. But we were not good at loving one another or knowing how to. We were more alike than I think either one of us gave each other credit for. So recently, all of Texas and Louisiana was well, not just those two states, but sorry about my phone. I'm in the throes of grief and things are raw, so you're going to get it the way that I can give it. But Louisiana and Texas were under inches of snow. It had not snowed like that in over 30 years. I had never seen snow like that in my adult life. Now, maybe when I was a child, very small in Germany, but I don't have any memory of that. That snow stayed on the ground for like a week. And as the snow melted, Daddy left us. I was lucky 
that they had just opened I-220 so that I could get to Bossier quickly, Bossier City. <clears throat> I mean, originally, the way that it was supposed to go was that Daddy was going to pass at the VA hospital in Shreveport. He was 100% connected disability through his service. And the plan had always been that that's where he would go. But the snowstorm kind of threw a monkey wrench in that plan. People were comparing this snowstorm to like Texas's Katrina. And again, those concentric circles and how they play out in our world. Daddy had a major heart attack right as Katrina happened. We thought we were going to lose him then. To be completely honest with you, he looked more dead after his heart surgery than he did actually dead at Willis Knight and Bossier. And speaking of Willis Knight and Bossier, I have a real big bone to pick. And I'm sure nobody that listens to this will ever, this won't make any difference in the blip of the universe of who I am and what I have to say. But I'm so pissed off about it. I have to tell somebody. So I'm going to tell you. Daddy left us at 9.42 in the evening. I was finally able to make it there at 11 o'clock at night. He had been gone for two hours. And his nurse, and I know it wasn't her fault, this was her boss's fault. The higher-ups, somebody who sits behind a desk somewhere. We were informed that they had no place for my father and that we had four hours to find a place for him, and that the clock was ticking. And by the way, I was the last person that was going to get to see him and get my mom up there now so she can sign some paperwork. This was a man who gave... 20 years of his life in service to this country. Bronze Star, Purple Heart, several overseas tours of duty. And they only had four hours for him. There's something wrong with this picture, and I don't have to paint it for you. America hit. 500,000 coronavirus deaths around the time my father died. I've been screaming like Chicken Little about this 
on Twitter for a year now. And I feel like Cassandra of Troy. Cassandra was an oracle. A psychic. Clairvoyant. A weird woo-woo priestess, whatever you want to call her. She got messages. And she told the people of Troy not to accept the gift of the horse. That it would be their downfall. And nobody believed her. I feel like Cassandra a lot. I've been getting nighttime messages from my grandmother and my uncle. Eunice, my father's mother, and Joseph Jr., my father's brother. And they would present to me in the way that I think that they felt the best about themselves. Grandma Eunice looks like a pennant model. She's striking. She's stunning and gorgeous. And my Uncle Joe came to me in his navy whites. They started showing up when he got COVID in November, around the time my oldest child got married. And they told me they were just waiting on him. So I guess he was kind of taking his time. Um, Daddy was going to do what daddy was going to do in his own sweet time. I, at a very young age, was tasked with being the person who would write his obituary. And I did. I also wrote a memory that I want to share with you all. Because I think that it will be beneficial for anyone who is dealing with loss right now. And there's a lot of us that are and that have been. And you can transpose the words that I use, daddy, for me, for whoever it is, or whatever it is that you lost. The immeasurably brilliant Nikola Tesla taught that energy never dies. It is merely transformed. And I know Daddy would not want us to be so upset. But to be fair, he also doesn't know the giant void he left behind either. He had been so close to this point at several times in his life. And I think we all figured he would conquer this just as he did everything else in his path. 
He was a brilliant political mind. And I think in another lifetime, he would have ran for public office. His skill for those things were passed down to Erica. His firstborn daughter, who debated very sex, very successfully for Bossier Parish Community College. And it was in honor of my father's service to the government that I fought with everything that I had to stop the burn at Camp Minden. And I'm grateful to say that campaign succeeded. I find solace in knowing that he was reunited with his family on the other side. He was the last of his immediate blood family line, the baby of the Grashot gang. Yet, he was a strong and silent pillar in the shaping of my backbone, family, and life. I love you to Pluto's moons in Baghdadi. To close this out, I'm going to read something, a passage from Henry Scott Holland. I read this at Angie's memorial. Death is nothing at all. It does not count. I have only slipped away into the next room. Nothing has happened. Everything remains exactly as it was. I am I, and you are you, and the old life that we live so fondly together is untouched, unchanged. Whatever we were to each other, that we are still. Call me by the old familiar name. Speak of me in the easy way of which you always used. Put no difference in your tone. Wear no forced air of solemnity or sorrow. Laugh, as we always laughed at the little jokes that we enjoyed together. Play, smile, think of me, pray for me. Let my name be ever the household word that it always was. Let it be spoken without an effort, without the ghost of a shadow upon it. Life means all that it ever meant. It is still the same as it ever was. There is absolute and unbroken continuity. What is this death but a negligible accident? Why should I be out of mind because I am out of sight. I am, but waiting for you. For an interval, somewhere very near, just around the corner. All is well. Nothing is hurt. Nothing is lost. One brief moment, and all will be as it was before. And how we shall laugh at the trouble of parting when we meet again.
this is my Uranus opposition. And this is my Saturn square Uranus. And I feel as sturdy as damp cardboard. I will be back around to do more of these episodes. They won't be near as sad as this, but my heart is broke and I am in the midst of mourning so much of what he and I could have had if ego had not gotten in the way. So do me a favor. If there's someone that you love and there's been a wall built between your heart and theirs, don't wait another day. Start taking that wall down brick by brick. In times like these, you'll be glad you did. I'm sending you a lot of love. I hope you're well. And I'll be around soon. It probably won't be until after mid-March. We lay my father to rest. That's still to be determined, honestly. His memorial service is on the 7th. And I'm emotionally preparing for that. Send me some love if you got it. Bye, y'all.